Hello everyone, Robbie here, your friendly Simpsons podcast host. I'm pleased to announce my newest novel, War on Halloween, is out July 26th. Here is a brief description. Laurel City doesn't celebrate Halloween, and Mike Dawson wants to change that. New in town, he's going to throw the biggest Halloween party the town has ever seen. But Reverend David Laurel stands in his way. Laurel is a direct descendant of the founder of the town, and Halloween is more than just a celebration of sin. It is a direct attack on control of his city, and he won't surrender it without a fight. Mike and his children are drawn into a feud over the holiday, and Mike won't back down despite pressure from Laurel. And then the killings start. The town is thrown into chaos by brutal murders, and Laurel blames them on the sinful holiday. But Laurel has a secret. Deep in his church lies an ancient book bound in red leather. It contains terrible power written in an inhuman language. Reverend Laura will do anything to stop Halloween, including summoning demons. The question isn't if Laurel City will have a Halloween. The question is if the town will survive it. Always wanted to write a Halloween horror novel, and it is finally here. It's great for fans of Stephen King's It or Stranger Things, and it's up for pre-order on Amazon right now. $3.99 for the ebook and $11.99 for print. I've worked very hard on it. And I'd love for you to check it out. Hi, everybody. This is The Simpsons Show. I'm Robbie with my co-host, Matt. We are here to talk about The Simpsons from the beginning. Matt, how are you? I am fantastic, Robbie. This episode is the best thing I've ever seen involving robots. And it flawlessly indicates how robots actually work. It's incredible, honestly. You told me, Matt, you said this episode was good. I said my exact words were, I have good memories of this episode. Now, that turned out to be wrong, but I never said it was good. Okay. I I just came in with expectations that I would enjoy this. And I, I think I almost did. I I laughed. I guess there's a couple of good jokes in here. Uh, we'll talk about it. Hey guys, we are brought to you by supports on Patreon. You can support us by going to patreon.com slash The Simpsons Show. Uh, for only a couple bucks a month, you can uh, listen to a bunch of bonus material and support the show. Uh, we have some people to thank, Matt. Ooh, yay. Anthony DeBrol. Thank you, Anthony. Thank you, Anthony. And uh, this is a Aaron, Aaron Pole Aaron Pole one Thank you, Aaron Pole one Thank you, Aaron Pole one <laughs> the, Are you a satellite? No, I think they're just, that's just a, a, a believe it. Oh. Internet username, like uh, on Alter Ego that people would oh, use on, on the internet on, on the world wide web a I just screen a, a self-aware satellite that it decided to support us i support all of our robot overlords and their support for this podcast i don't think there's any of those not yet Matt. we don't have to worry about that yet. i'm more worried about people i don't care about whatever robots whatever um this week's episode i dobot i annoyed grunt bot Episode FABF04, originally aired January 11th, 2004, written by Dan Greeny and Alan Glazier, directed by Lauren McMullen, received a 9.7 rating with 16.3 million viewers, got a really good lead in with the NFC champion, the NFC Conference Championship game. Woo. A lot of people watching football just stuck around to watch The Simpsons, I'm guessing. Um, couch gag. The couch is a white cake and the, white, the Simpsons are squeezed out like frosting on top of it. That's nice. Made me hungry. Made me want some cake. Indeed. Cake's really yummy. I like cake. That's a mm. non 
controversial take from your buddy, Robbie. Um, I'm going to say this right off the bat, Matt, so I don't forget, because I feel like I forget to say say this sometimes. The animation in this episode is very good. It's a very pretty episode. It really, I was wondering if, if I was seeing things because the bit where Millhouse is running uh, to bring the box to bar, I was just like, whoa, this looks way better than I remember The Simpsons looking at this time. Like, this is before the HD upgrade, so. Yeah, the, the I don't know what it is. Like, the whole episode has, a, it looks really nice. It's really well animated. The shots look nice. I, that's probably, some of it is the direction Laura McMullen, um, she can't, you know, to control what is written for her, but she can't control you know, camera shots and how the the show looks and what colors they generally, what colors they use and all that stuff. And that all looks really, really good. Um, it, enough to put it to stand out. Like you said, the episode begins with Milhouse running to Bart dancing, like through, through, uh, sprinklers and jumping over fences and as carrying a box, we don't know what's in it. Um, but he gets knocked out by Omer as he's at the door. Eventually Bart shows up, uh, and grabs the box, opens it up, and eventually revives Millhouse. And what we and we discover what is inside that box, what they've been waiting for. And it is a bike customization kit: flame decal for the chain guard, Marine Corps tassels, bulletproof seat, and a rub-on tattoo for that special someone. That's me. Biker check. Whoa. So yeah, uh, Millhouse gets a biker chick temporary tattoo. You'd think he would look at it first, but I guess Milhouse is the kind of guy who dives in head first. Yeah, that's yeah, probably. Um, so now, so now they're riding together on bike on Bart's new decorated bike. I really don't like this first act, but like, well, it's one of those things where the first act takes forever to get through to get us to the point of where we want the episode to be, like the main story of the episode. Uh, we, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, I think, uh, when I did my trivia based on uh, Bartels' soul. We're two and a half minutes in. We are in the main plot. This entire first act is supposed to set up the rest of the episode, but it takes over almost six minutes to, for us to get to the point where we get to Homer building a robot for Bart, which is the main plot of the episode. I was just going to say, and, and it's it's a it's a weird premise anyway, because we are know that Homer is not handy. We've established it over and over and over again. Yeah, and I don't know that that is that's the only thing that gets established in this first act. It is Homer is not handy. That all that is all we know because the bullies uh, are now riding a, it, like it looks like a road bikes, like you know the nice like Lance Armstrong Tour de France type road bikes that adults usually have serious biking people have serious cyclists as you might say have i don't know how they got all these super fancy bikes and all the uniforms for them considering the gear yeah they make the joke that like i mean i i know like did they steal all of it that's the only thing like like that those bikes cost like a thousand dollars it is not there. You can't like, I don't do they steal this from the cycling store. That's the only thing that could explain it to me. That seems right. Okay. I, them. It, it just seems like there's a lot of things that it, 
And if it was just this, I could overlook it. But there are so – I've said this before. But there are so many things in the episode that make no sense, appear for a moment, and then vanish forever simply because the plot needs it to happen. And that is like this. Bart is has this – he's customized his bike, and then he's ambushed by all these bullies and super fancy road bikes with multiple speeds. Ten, Bart says 10 speed, but usually those those types of bikes have way more than 10 speeds. But whatever. They they catch up to them because of course they do. Um, they 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 mess with Bart and Millhouse. They they trash his bike. They steal the tassels, whatever, and then they they ride off. Bart tries to catch him. He can't because they're going uphill with uh you know ten speed bikes or whatever they are, and Bart is just riding an old like a huffy or whatever, like your eighty dollar Walmart bike. Yeah, that's a piece of garbage that weighs like six hundred pounds. It's made from iron and can't go anywhere at any speed. So Bart wants a new bike. Um, and he goes to Homer about it. A 10-speed bike? What did your mother say? She said yes. I said no. I'm confused. Which is it? It's no. His old bike is fine. Yeah, the kitchen lady's right. No new bike while your old one still works. I see. So if my old bike didn't work, I would automatically get a new one? That's right. No questions asked. <laughs> so, to get a new bike, Bart has to trash his old bike. And so he hashes a plan, as we heard it, where he has to, he, he hides, waits for a fancy looking car to drive by and pushes his bike out in front of it. And it turns out to be Dr. Hibbert. Dr. Hibbert run, crushes his bike, promises to buy Bart a new one. And then enter the B, the B plot. I, 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 you can't, you guys out there in Radio Land, you can't hear me doing the finger quotes, the sneer quotes, but I can't do it harder. I cannot heavier emphasize quote unquote B plot because it's not a plot. There's no arc to it. It's not funny. It is simply thing, a, a thing that takes up time in the episode. Yeah. And not only that, if you're an animal lover, it is very painful to watch. Yes. Yeah, because we're in uh, here, I'll introduce it, and then we can touch on that, Matt. Um, Hibbert agrees to, yeah, I'll, I'll pay for the bike, whatever. He gets out, he gets back in his, his vehicle, whatever it is, a car is that was a Ben Mercedes or a Lincoln or something, a luxury car. That's why Bart chose it, but BMW maybe. He drives away, and as he's driving away, he runs over Snowball 2, kills her, kills the cat. <sighs> um, so we get um, a funeral for Snowball 2. <gasps> Snowball 2, I can't believe you're gone. I wrote this poem for you. It's called Cat Math. Four paws plus one tail plus nine lives equals one special cat. One special cat minus nine lives equals one sad little girl. <gasps> Oh. <laughs> I know how you feel, Lise. No kid wants to outlive their pet. <laughs> oh, sweetie, when I was your age, I lost my guinea pig, Cinnamon. And I thought the pain would never... <gasps> oh, Cinnamon! It should have been me who chewed through that extension cord. There, there. You're both right. <sighs> so, I'm not going to say... That the the Simpsons, theoretically, couldn't do a story where Lisa loses a treasured pet and learns to accept a new one. That is an acceptable plot, I think. 
an idea for an episode. But that's not where this plot is. And it no, unfortunately, it, it's not. No, it's not even. It, it doesn't ever even try and be that. It literally is like they kill in the span of in the span of this episode. They kill Snowball two, three, four, and five. Did they kill the they kill Coltrane? No, five, five, six around. Five, six around. Okay, so yes, it's three, three dies, and then Coltrane, and then the fifth one is sticks around. Yeah, the third one drowns and the f- then Coltrane jumps out a window. Um so that's three cats that the show kills. And like I don't know and, like there's no arc there. You know, like it's just like the only arc and we'll get to it later I guess as the, we kill off the cats, but I'm going to say uh, me and Matt are both cat people. We are animal lovers in general and and cat people in particular. Uh, we both have many cats. Matt, in particular, has like 400 cats in his house at any one time. Hey, right now we are down to, I believe, 11. Oh, only 11 in a single family <laughs> residence. Matt has 11 cats. It, there's It's a lot of cats. I love cats. That's well, a lot of... Four of them are temporary. <laughs> I, I'm I'm well aware, Matt. I'm, I'm just saying uh-huh. that I, I, I empathize with you. I'm not disagreeing that you're doing the world a service by fostering kittens that are very cute. And you can see those kittens on Instagram uh account kitten turns it's very cute but i have three cats myself i grew up with many cats in my household out living out in the middle of nowhere i love cats and i don't think killing them is very fun or funny it really just makes me hate your show yeah especially for stupid reasons it's one thing if they they die for you know uh, other reasons adult loses control one of them drowns in a fish tank which no cat has ever done because cats are smarter than that and the second one jumps out a window a second story window come on what cat can't survive jumping out a second story window if you're gonna at least do this come up with better ways not only is it insulting but they're bad at it yeah it's not i don't know what the joke is there's no story and there's no joke so why is it in the episode so what could be in like i don't know if like oh not only is it wasting time it's also like actively detracting on my enjoyment of the rest of this episode like because every time the barton home reply isn't necessarily like super terrible or anything i think it's all right at the end of the day it's all right it's not good it doesn't really make any sense but whenever it's cuts back to lisa i'm just like there's another time i'm just watching a cat die and lisa be upset about it i'm like okay cool great uh so cat's dead uh now bart and homer can't even we we can't even wait one moment to mourn with lisa we have to run immediately to the bike store where bart picks out a bike and of course homer doesn't want to pay the assembly fee which you should absolutely pay that assembly fee 100 of the time uh bikes are more complicated than you know yeah don't i'm not gonna try and mess with my bike especially when i'm gonna be if you're gonna be riding it you're gonna be at least 10 miles an hour uh you don't want to be falling off a bike that go 10 miles an hour um homer thinks he can do it he's like i'm not gonna pay this i mean i'm gonna do it so he takes it home and stays up all night working on it we 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 wake up with bart and we get a fake out that homer has built the bike and then it turns out that homer did build the bike and it looks great looks perfect shiny and bart uh gets on the bike and then we get like an action scene where he teases the bullies pulls down his He's like mooning the bullies as he's riding his bike, which is impressive. Sure. Um, But then the bike starts falling apart underneath him 
uh, and he crashes. And then Homer comes to the quote-unquote rescue. Son, are you okay? I brought a homemade first aid kit. It's spring-loaded for quick access. Go! So that's the clip. It's very short. Um, I, I do like the idea of a spring-loaded first aid kit. That seems like a very Homer thing to do. It's a very strange, it's very strange, this whole episode is so cartoonish. It is ridiculously cartoonish, this whole episode is. And I think that's why it's, I think that's why it tries the cat death stuff, is that, like, the rest of this episode's tone is so loose and cartoony, so Looney Tunes, that it, it probably thinks they can get away with it. Like, oh, yeah, well, we're already doing all this ridiculous, absurd violence, so... If the cat, quote-unquote, dies with these ridiculous violence, it's the same thing, right? Eh, Lisa's sadness tells me a different story. Um, but we go to commercial now, five minutes and 55 seconds in, where Bart is now upset with Homer because he built a bike poorly. Yes, and when we come back, uh, we see Bart watching a new TV show, uh, for us anyway, The Simpsons Universe, Robot Rumble. Uh, what was the actual show this was based on, Robbie? Battlebots! Battlebots, that's right. Yeah, I would not have gotten that. I love uh, so Battlebots. Yes, this is based on a real show. Battlebots was amazing. It's just like, here, build a robot that will destroy another robot. Okay, that sounds like fun. No one gets hurt. My favorite thing about Battlebots, Battle Matt, is the fact that most of the time the best robot was like a plane. It was literally just something that could get underneath an angle, it could just get underneath a robot and knock it over. And once you get a note, oh, yeah. <laughs> like trying to actually hurt other robots didn't work. Like it, it was too difficult because, you know, it, it's hard to saw through some of this when it can't stand still. And, uh, the second best bot were ones that just hit it with a hammer. But the best ones got underneath the other robot and just had a, uh, a pneumatic lift that just lifted it up, popped just, it up. It just tipped Always it over. It's, it's so weird. When it's just this stupid, like, oh, I just put you on your side like a turtle and I win. I don't know. I liked it. But I think that's also the fact that I watch BattleBots, and I assume that like this is targeted people who've seen BattleBots or at least know what it is. And you see these ridiculous robots in the show, and I'm just like, okay, okay. all right, yeah. So <sighs> uh, we see uh, Bart watching Robot Rumble. Uh, Homer comes in and tries to watch it with him. However, Bart shuts him down, not because Bart is still upset with Homer for not being handy, which. I can kind of understand. I mean, if you're a kid, especially a young boy, and your father's not handy, you see that as a, as a failing, and it's kind of important to you because you're teased by the other kids about that. Okay, we'll start there. That seems very basic. But Bart is kind of being a jerk to Homer about that, probably because he got made fun of because of Homer's incompetence. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Lisa takes Marge to get a new cat because that's the best way to get over your grief is to replace an animal. Mom, I'm not sure I'm ready for a new cat. When bad things happen to cute children, says that a new pet will pull you out of your sorrow cycle. That book doesn't know how I feel. Oh, it's very wise. It's written by a rabbi who surfs. Uh, all right, I'll look. Too fluffy, too Siamese, too needy, too stuck up, infected eye, clearly a skunk. <gasps> Meow! Welcome to the family, Snowball 3. So, yes, as we can see, Lisa is exceedingly uh, picky when it comes to cats. Uh, but she finds a, you know, very a long-haired orange cat, it appears to be, at least in the Simpsons style. Uh, we go back to Homer and Bart. 
Uh, Homer decides he is going to build Bart a robot to compete on uh, Robot Rumble. So Homer gets a whole bunch of parts and puts together a robot, and somehow he has a button, he presses it, and the robot actually moves. I don't know how. Homer does not sound the kind of person who would understand the tiniest little thing about how robots work. But at the very least, he did something right because when he presses a button, something actually happens. Now, the robot falls apart, blows up, and just goes haywire in general. So that's not surprising at all. Uh, But the fact that he even hooked up something right out of random parts befuddles me. But that's where the episode's going to go. Either way, uh, Homer decides, thanks to advice from Abe, that uh, if you can't build a robot, be a robot. Very specific advice that I don't think Abe even understands what a robot is, but sure. Uh, so Homer, at the very least, builds this chassis that he can get into. That's that's actually kind of impressive. What? Yes, Robbie. This I, and I was as I was watching this. Matt, this episode felt felt like a combination of two older episodes: uh, Saturdays of Thunder and Lisa's Pony to me, where. Yep. They've, it felt like a combination of those two because one, Saturdays of Thunder, is Homer trying to build something to help with Bart. And the other is Lisa's Ponies where Homer is basically getting – he's hurting himself to help uh, Lisa, you know, to help a child, one of his children. He is basically abusing his body. You know, he's 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 working 24 hours, so 20 hours, 23 hour and a half hours a day or whatever it is in Lisa's Pony to help to, – to help with, with help to pay for everything and it seems like a combination of those two things but we what like it was literally 36 like 30 seconds ago we saw bart watch robot rumble why all of a sudden like literally a minute ago we did not know anything about bart caring about robots and now homer is building a robot but robbie he watched an episode of this show once obviously I watch a lot of shows, man. Doesn't mean I wanted my dad to go help me compete. Like, show me. Literally, the Saturdays of Thunder, you know what's introduced that Bart cares about soapbox derby racing? Bart doesn't say anything about it. Bart literally walks around the house trying to grab, he's grabbing tools, he's grabbing lumber asking where things are and homer's giving him bad advice bart doesn't say hey i like soapbox derby racing now it is literally bart building a a soapbox derby what like instead of bart trying to put together a bike in the first act maybe he's trying to put together a stupid robot you idiots like I feel like I'm a like I feel like I'm suddenly like I have like uh like a universe you know universe brain like all of a sudden because I can put together like these simple ideas. Why on earth do we not get the robot stuff until now? Why do we spend all that time with stupid bike stuff? Because Homer oh Homer's not handy. I'm like I already know Homer's not handy. I don't need him to not <laughs> see, I don't need to see him not put together a bike to get it. Um. Especially the fact the bike stuff never comes back. We now it's just robot world for no reason. We just jump. Bikes and robots are not the same, guys. I, uh, I don't like and like. Are we just is do I have like I I I have to be I I feel like you have to be like a complete 
idiot to just go, oh, yeah, it's fine. Homer can do all that stuff. Like, Homer can't do even the simplest of this row. He can't put together a bike, Matt. You think he can handle machining? You think he can handle, like, servos and and the simplest programming needed to make a robot work? That's why I said I am flabbergasted that he put together a bunch of random parts, pressed a button, and it did something. Like, no, I don't believe that. Like, Not even that, and, and even the suit he puts together? Yeah, that's a good-looking suit. Do you know how hard it is to make something out of metal? Like, I stick to wood because wood is easy with home-based tools. Making things out of metal is hard. And it, especially making it so that they're not, like, screwed up. So, it, so it's, a, it's a very it's, – it, and, like, any one of these things I could overlook. But the episode is asking is, – is basically saying at this point, it's, like, it's saying, oh, well – Homer is not going to he's not going to build a robot. He's going to pretend to be a robot, which is based on an old Twilight Zone episode. Stop me if you've heard this one before, Matt. Simpsons using an old mm-hmm. Twilight Zone. Um, it's also a Richard Matheson short story that became a Twilight Zone. It's called a, it's a Steel, where uh, it's in the future and only we don't have humans fight anymore. Now only robots fight. There's only cyborgs do boxing matches. So no actual humans get hurt in the combat. But there's an old boxer who doesn't want to quit, doesn't want to hang up the doesn't want to hang up uh, the gloves, and so he pretends to be a robot uh, and gets beat up by robots and somehow finds ways to win for a while. But all the way, all the time, his health is suffering. It's a Twilight Zone episode. It's it's generally pretty good. Richard Matheson's a great writer. Um, Homer is becoming this robot, so I'm in this situation where, in audiences, effectively, they have to. Uh, except the fact that Homer can't build a working robot with a remote control and wheels and simple movement. Okay, I- I'm with you. I know we can't do that. But he is skilled enough, Matt, to make like a system, like build a a mail, like take a mailbox, which is what that is, and make it so that it has moving arms on the side that he can slide his arms into. And then I'll mount that on top of like a tricycle, which is not as complicated as making a robot. I'll give it that, but is way more complicated than building a bike that is like ready to be put together. Yes. Anything that comes with instructions on how to put it together is light years easier than putting something together like that yourself. Right. Homer invented that. And maybe I'm not supposed to think that way. Maybe I'm just supposed to go, oh, that's simple. Yeah, anyone can. I'm like, I immediately just go, oh, that's way more complicated. Why? How on earth can Homer do that? Homer couldn't even do that. Homer could not get to the point where he makes that thing. So that's, it's already, we already have multiple, we have, we haven't got multiple cat deaths. We only got one cat death so far. We're about to have more. Uh, But we got already cat death and I got Homer somehow building this suit. But not building a bike, and I'm just like I, I'm suffering from whiplash. I'm getting pulled apart at the seams, and we're only like nine minutes into this episode. What happens? Going to get so much worse. I was going to say, well, the hits keep on coming. Oh, they do. So, uh, next up, we go back to the new cat, Snowball Three. Oh, uh, which obviously long, can't stick around. A long, because, healthy life, right? Yeah, uh, which can't stick around because obviously then, you know, the next episode that comes down the line, people will wonder why is there a different cat? So things have to go back to the way they were. So uh, Snowball 3 tries to get the fish in the fish tank and falls in and drowns because apparently cats can't swim or this particular cat can't. I don't know. I, I 
I'm going to pass this because it's stupid. So It's very stupid. Uh, it's it's very, distraught. Cats can swim, guys. They don't love water, but they can swim. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so uh, Homer beats uh, an actual robot uh, at, at the next robot rumble. Uh, Bart goes out, sends Homer. Uh, How, which, Matt, can I know, ask a question? I, I'm going to raise mm-hmm. my hand. Here, I'm raise my hand. Yes, Robbie. Um, how did they get on the show? I assume they walk into the show and say, hey, I got a robot. All right, you're in. Uh, like this That's is a, how hard it is to make a real freaking robot. I'm just going to, like, it's a television show, correct? That, like, ostensibly, you know, no one can just walk up and be on any TV show they want. I mean, maybe it's a local access, uh, or a public access, a local public access show. It, look, it looks really expensive, Matt. Like, they have moving, like, the, the entrance... The gates to the arena are like actual robot mouths that open and shut and rotate. It looks, it's really neat design. I'll admit that. Yeah. It contributes to how this good the show, this episode looks, but it looks like a very expensive, it looks like BattleBots. It looks like, hey, this is high production values. Uh, you can't just walk off on the street and be on the show, even if you did randomly make a robot. They, you, there's an application process, and, and we don't get that. They just appear and they're on the show. And I'm like, and and Homer makes a dumb excuse to, for not being there because he has to not be there. Yes, because he's in the robot, and he's fighting a robot that has. I need, I'm gonna focus. I'm gonna talk about this. I'm gonna break this down, Matt, because it contributes to how I feel about this episode. He fights a robot that has a buzz saw on it, has a uh, as a, a saw blade on a, like a, a lever or something, right? That goes up and down, and it chops down through like a third of the way through the meat of homer's bicep it looks like that's correct robbie and, and homer is fine and is he, in fact he continuing to use that arm like in the original twilight i've seen that original twilight zone episode uh it, that episode works because it's it's punching that's all it is it's just punching yes mm-hmm. homer and this is not the first, like, it gets worse as the episode goes on, but this it starts here, and it just, like, it's that moment in that, uh, I forget which episode it was, but the badger is in the doghouse, and- Oh, and, yeah, that one. <laughs> and Homer's, like, literally, his, his torso's ripped open, and you can see his organs, and that's a, like, a five-second gag, and you're like, ah, oh, come on, guys. Like, I need, I need to believe that Homer is a human, when these- unbelievably dire injuries are just ignored all i go oh homer is not a real man he is a cartoon man he is he is the roadrunner he is you know 70 sam he does he's he's mark he's he's not real and i immediately go whatever there are I, I've outlined this before, but I, I apparently I'm going to have to probably do this a hundred times because it's not going to go away. I'm pretty sure it's only going to get worse. If Homer is functionally invulnerable, him making himself a like if like his all his effort in this is all physical. It's him taking a lot of punishment to try and please Bart, and that's great. Right. I like I I I think most of like. It, the actual emotional arc of this episode is almost a functional thing. It almost gets there. I think it most it fails by the end, but it, it's trying, and I'll give it credit for that, Matt. I I will really will. But when what Homer is sacrificing is his physical well being to try and make Bart happy, 
it doesn't mean anything yes. if he's invulnerable, if he can't actually get hurt. Well, because Robbie, it shows that it hurts him, but he does it instead. I, it, it's just pain, but it doesn't mean anything because his arm's totally fine. He just has to put some Band-Aid on it. Guess what? If you get a saw blade third away through your arm, your arm ain't working anymore, bro. You got a lot. Of, you're going to. You might. Know. You might die. It, you could bleed to death. And when Homer just tries, um, try, he was like, oh, I'll just try more. That's all it takes. Uh, it doesn't matter how much you try. Your arms will be hanging off. You, you just got cut down to the bone, dude. You're going to struggle. Uh, you can't do it that way. Um, also, Matt, what is going on? Like, I know it's still a problem with today because literally the, in the news today is all about the Washington uh, the Washington slur football team uh, finally maybe renaming their team as well as the Cleveland, hopefully Cleveland slur baseball team, hopefully renaming themselves. But I know it's so proud of the day, but what is with the Simpsons and like season like this season and last season, all of the Native American stuff, Homer, the, the Homer Bart robot quote-unquote robot it's actually just homer in a costume chief naka homer with a headdress yeah someone is really has a thing for native american stereotypes in, in this particular season i don't know what it is i like there's so like that's a, like there's so much there's so many good robot puns you could have uh and you choose this you're so it's so lazy and it's not funny. Like, did anyone hear the name Chief Naka Homer and think, oh, and they laughed? I mean, I'm, there probably were. I don't, Matt, don't answer that question. There, no. prob there probably were people who laughed. Okay. But I'm, I don't. So, and, and, and they, Homer wins this battle, but it doesn't mean anything because his, his struggle is not one of re there's no realism in his struggle so all that happens is i don't care about him winning these fights they're just they're cartoon they don't matter they're not real you know and i know none of this is real but that's their job they they're supposed to convince me this is actually happening and they fail guess what happens mm -hmm. next matt uh i believe homer wins because he just uses his his humanness to you know <laughs> do what the rubber doesn't expect to beat the crap out of it yeah, he just grabs the the its own saw blade and chops it a little bit, and you're like, okay, but that's not. He just grabbed it. Like, does no one watch this robot and go, that's not a robot can't do that? Yeah, it's weird. A robot's uh, it's articulating in a weird way, huh? And Bart's remote control literally has two buttons, which that and that's the other thing that like theoretically, the people who made BattleBots are all intense nerds. Oh, for sure. They're, they and they could do in crazy things. There's so much programming involved, right? It's it it's hard. Robots are hard. Even simple robots are really hard to make. They're intense nerds. And this show, this 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 robot rumble show, is presented like idiots run it. And like all, I'm, if they all they a cursory glance at at Bart's remote just says on and off, which means that. They've given their robot. If we are to buy that the Homer bot is a real bot, a real robot, then it has some incredibly advanced battle AI <laughs> where it can like analyze threats in real time and understand. Oh, I need to grab that saw blade and turn it onto its onto the other robot. 
which which is impossible for amateurs. Well, of course, but we're not gonna get into that. Okay, okay. I just had. To, I'm gonna. I'm gonna be the dude. I'm gonna be the um actually guy. Uh-huh. In this this in this episode. I'm definitely gonna be the um actually guy. Thank goodness, because I was getting tired of it. Okay. So yes, uh, Homer wins. Uh, and next we go back to Lisa because again they can't not get enough. enough not enough cat death in this episode yet. Let's give me another one. Uh, exactly. So yes, Lisa gets another uh cat named Coltrane. Uh, because it's it's all about uh, music and jazz and whatnot. Lisa starts to play the saxophone for the cat. The cat freaks out, runs out the window, falls a single story, story and a half, maybe, and is dead. Like, one, maybe the cat's scared of the saxophone. I don't know. But cats is not going to just run out the window. Cats are smarter than that. Even kittens are smarter than that. And they're dumb as hell. Trust me. I got four of them. They're dumb as rock, but they're not going to run out a freaking window. and. Even if they fell one story, they'll be fine. They might break an arm or something, but they will be fine. I just yeah, anyway. Th- there's not. It's fine. It it the, the yeah. they have to have another cat funeral for some reason. There's no reason actually, but that's whatever. Let's just kill another cat. It's funny. Exactly. And on top of that, uh, they have another cat funeral, and Marge threatens God, to which Lisa, even Lisa, who I believe at this point is already a Buddhist, says, "I don't think God responds well to threats." And Marge calls God a bully. And says that you just have to stand up to them, which that's some real cosmological thinking there. That's, that's galaxy brain D as a Marge, just so you know. Uh, I would like to see more of Marge uh, treating God like a bully. That seems like a really interesting episode that I would <laughs> I want to subscribe to that newsletter. Uh, and then we will finish up this act, thankfully, with a montage of Homer winning, uh, beating all the other robots. Because, again, human uh, humans can do a lot more things than robots can for now, except for, you know, with uh, sustaining injuries from saws. Apparently that's the one thing they get the memo what humans can't do, but whatever. Uh, and finally, we find out that he has to uh, fight a giant robot who Robbie has thankfully put on our notes as ED-209 from the RoboCop movie. Uh, it's it's basically the same thing, which I don't know why Homer just doesn't run out and down some stairs. I mean, that's how they, built the, uh, they beat the first ED, so whatever. Uh, this looks like it's going to be a real tough challenge for Homer, and with that, we go to a commercial. I do want to point out the robots that he he that he beats, Matt. There is uh, he fights. Uh, Reb- I think Reverend Lovejoy has a robot that looks like a caterpillar with a bunch of boxing gloves on it. Weird. And he defeats. Do you know how he wins that match, Matt? I didn't pay attention. I just saw him beating things, and I was like, okay, fine, whatever. He smashes. I don't know. I just want to point this out because it just it's. I'm going to talk about this at the end uh, of this episode. I, I have a rant. All right. I have a rant prepared. I'm going to unleash it. I'm building up on like Goku. I'm building up uh, my power levels until the end where I'm oh, going to un- unleash my rant. But he he's, he wins. The Homer bot wins by smashing a remote control out of a child's hand. And then the robot doesn't work anymore because the remote control is gone. Which is <sighs> which again you have a conceit about you're you're in a you're in a robot fighting show. The robots should actually fight. That's there's you know, there, has, there has to be rules. There has to be for this to mean anything. You have to have constraints because you had a joke. Like they literally what they did was like, oh, you know, it'd be funny if Homer, the Homer bot, instead of fighting a robot, just smashed a remote out of a kid's hands. And instead, that would be a good joke. Yeah. That's not that's not a good joke, man. That that is that that's them going. Oh, that's funny, and that's a way for him to beat a robot without us having to be creative. 
and it doesn't adhere to, it doesn't adhere to any set of rules that they've established within the show or the like this robot rumble is clearly not a real television show so why should i care it's clearly well, con- robbie no one needs to care about this because it's just <laughs> a way for them to get some stuff done i don't uh, okay we come back from commercial matt it is 15 minutes and 12 seconds in long second act 10 minutes almost second act um homer feels guilty because i i guess he's guilty because he doesn't i'm not sure why now he's suddenly guilty is because he hasn't bart like wants him to be present but he can't be because he's in the robot or because he's about to lose to ed 209 or whatever the frank bot is I don't know why Homer's suddenly guilty, but he is now, and he wants to confess to Bart that he's been in this robot the entire time. And just as he's about to do that, um, the bullies show up. Listen, son, there's something I have to tell you about our robot. There it is! The thing that makes us respect Bart! <sighs> you guys are just in time. My dad's about to tell me something important about our robot. Uh, I... Just install the chip that makes it 10% more bloodthirsty. And if anything happens to me, I want you bullies to take care of my boy. Don't worry, I'll raise him like the mean streets raised me. I wish I had bullies like you growing up. <laughs> like, is this, is this supposed to be funny that the bullies just state clearly, like... Oh, there is the reason we respect Bart. Is that a joke? Yes, because it's just straight out in the open like that. Okay. Um, I'm just, I must, I'm, that's a question, an honest question for me. Why do the bullies care about robots? Uh, because they need to for this episode. They were, they're big on bikes, now they're big on robots. Lazy. Mm-hmm. That's what this is. Like, bold yep. face, bold face, like, hey, we started this episode with a bullies on road bikes in, like, really expensive gear bullying bart over a bike and now they respect bart because he's winning a robot competition show that is effectively a a nerdy thing like why would the bullies respect bart now like i don't like the robot show literally just we didn't know it existed until like 10 minutes ago and also the bullies have never we have not seen the bullies have an opinion about this until this very moment the very scene where they have to have the opinion okay so the cat the, the adoption the the humane shelter humane society the, the adoption center won't let lisa have any more cats because she they all die i don't i don't know i i guess that's good yeah I, sure like I i'm glad they're keeping track of that at yeah least. that's a good thing i guess like yeah if a person is killing a lot of animals they probably shouldn't get, be given more of them so but it it's just like okay so lisa can't have any more pets but she isn't actually killing the animals they're just it's just weird fluke things happening like it's not her fault that dr Hibbert run over her cat it's not her fault the cat jumped out a window except like she played a saxophone i don't know um sure so Oh, man, I'm gonna this the scene. I don't. There's lots of scene. There's multiple scenes in this. In that in this, I I thought this episode was mostly just kind of like m- mediocrely bad. But I'm getting more upset as I talk more and more about it. Um, go. Oh. There is a, we're, now we get a scene where Homer and Marge are talking in bed. We get a pillow talk scene, which usually I like. They like they are good. They're good grounded. Uh, they're usually usually Matt. They are grounded 
scenes where Homer and Marge can kind of talk over the conflict of the episode and provide support for each other. But this scene posits that Homer is just carrying around a bunch of shrapnel in his body. Of course. And one piece is literally a foot long. What they call a biggie, I believe. That is what he says. Can you explain to me the funny part? I don't believe so because I don't know what it is. Okay. Can you explain to me why it helps the plot better? Again, no. No, I can't. Okay. I, I I think that it's supposed to go like, oh, look at all the punishment Homer's taking. But all I think is, oh, Homer's not a human being. He is some X-Man. <laughs> he is like Wolverine or something. Because he is taking absurd amounts of punishment. He is a superhero because no human... Homer is a very normal man. Even like below standard physical fitness, which we have shown been shown thousands of millions of jillions of times. But now all of a sudden he can just absorb shrapnel can just sit in his body and he's totally fine. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, so Matt, I, there is a, there's some good news for you. I have some good news for you. The next scene is the, the next scene is the last scene with the cat plot. The last time we have to hear about the cat plot. Thank goodness. Yes, it's almost over. So Lisa is sitting out front, uh, sad because she doesn't have any more cats, when uh, the Deus Ech cat lady shows up and solves the problem for her. Wait, you don't want me to have this cat? Look, you don't want to get involved with a girl like me. My cats have a nasty habit of waking up dead. Now go, cough me out of your life like a bad furball. Good luck, kitty. All right, old Gil's got to collect big from insurance. I'll be eating food tonight. I'm keeping you. You're Snowball 5. But to save money on a new dish, we'll just call you Snowball 2 and pretend this whole thing never happened. That's really a cheat, isn't it? I guess you're right, Principal Tamzarian. I'll just be moving along, Lisa. Snowball, too. Thank goodness that's over, Robbie. That's the best I can say about that. So I'm gonna I'm gonna spell it out again. The crazy cat lady shows up, throws a cat at Lisa. Looks exactly like Snowball too. Walks away, vanishes into the into the distance. Doesn't make it. So Lisa says, oh, I'll, you sh- I can't keep you. You'll just, you'll just die. Uh, Lisa, the, the cat runs out in the street. Uh, a car, Gil, driving a car, swerves, crashes the car. And Lisa goes, oh, you're invincible. I'll keep you. What? What, Matt? What? Help me. Help, please. I, Robbie, I can't because it doesn't make any sense. What? Like, what's the thought? I just, what's the thought process? Like... Like, here's what a normal person would think about, like, okay, here's a story. I want a story shape. Lisa loses her cat. She struggles with getting a new cat. Eventually she goes, oh, I can, I am at a place where I am, I'm comfortable adopting a, a new cat and getting a new animal. Because I, I, I struggled losing the old one. Except 
what they do is give her a a a series of cats that all die in terrible tragic accidents and then randomly a cat appears and lisa only adopts it because she knows it can't die i mean that's a decent reason to adopt a cat i guess i mean it's i'm like if i could have a cat that wouldn't wouldn't die like or is impervious to accidents that's pretty good feature like i'd worry less about the cat but it doesn't make any sense it's not a satisfying arc and it just features a bunch of those poor cats dying and i know this cats aren't real cats guys i just want to point that out because i feel like there's gonna be at least one person who goes oh they're not real cats uh it doesn't matter i don't want to see cat death on my screen for whatever reason especially my comedy show prefer you not to just have spontaneous i i the same complaint about the last season's finale where we just saw sansa helper get punished for 20 minutes it was like hey watch a dog get tortured no thanks don't want that um also at, at this point why are we wasn't the whole point of principle of armin tamzarian at the end of that episode is that it's never mentioned again that was the hope anyway like, that's the only way I, sh- I guess I should have uh, banked on it, because, of course, The Simpsons, within the- it's been six seasons now. Uh, of course, they've already gone back on their word. But that's the only way that episode functions, is if it happened one time, and then they held true to what they did at the end of the episode, where it's never mentioned again. But, of course, they don't. They've I believe this is the second or third time since that they've mentioned Armin Tamsarian. And... It only works if you never mention it again. Like, if if Principal Skinner walked by, called it out, and no one said anything, that's the funny joke to me. Not Lisa going, hey, hey, remember that episode? Like, that's the whole joke about the episode is that I'm not supposed to remember it. We're all supposed to forget it, because that's what we do with sitcoms. We forget inconvenient details that mess with the continuity. That's the whole point. Okay. So, we that's over, Matt. No more cats. Bart, now we're at the big showdown. Ed 209, Frank Bot, whatever you want to call it. Big, giant, hulking thing, which I don't believe in a thousand years that anyone made that. That's not a real robot, guys. You're. No, 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 no matter how smart Dr. Frank is, he's not going to spend that much time and just so much money making a giant robot like that. Like, this, and this is 2004, like, like not even 2020. If someone, I'd be like, that's not real. You didn't make that. Like, the kind of robots we make are those, like, the scary dog robots from, uh, uh, what do you call it? Who's the Texas Stone? Uh, what's the name of that company, Matt, that makes the scary Boston Laboratories? Is that it? Uh, yes, Boston Robotics. But Boston Robotics. They make the the scary dog robots. And, like, those are scary. scary. Eh, they're kind of scary to me, Matt. I mean, I know they're, I shouldn't be scared of them. They're not, they're effectively, like, harmless. Like they're really strong, but they're so stupid that I, I they're not a threat to any person with a brain. No. But um, that's now. And like that's those are like cutting edge. That's like the only kind of robots we can make on any kind of scale uh, that are that that can do those types of things. And they're still very simple. Like I don't for a second believe this is like a real robot. So why am I watching the show? What's happening? What's like why like this might as well be a like a Trials of Horror episode. Like it's all fake. Um Homer is still the same boring robot with a dumb little hammer and he's facing Ed 209. Ed 209 beats the living crap out of him for a little bit. Uh Bart realizes that Homer is 
actually in the suit when he opens up the the to opens up the suit to try and fix it, and he is, I guess, impressed by it. You look a little sluggish out there, boy. I better open you up. <gasps> Dad? Bart, I'm sorry. I could never build a robot this awesome. I'm a fraud. So, you fought all those robots? Affirmative. That is so cool. You really think so? Yeah. Any Poindexter can throw some nuts and bolts together. You risked your own life, even though you're the sole provider for a family of five. I am the luckiest kid in the world. And I'm the luckiest. At that point, Homer is yanked back out onto into the arena. Yes, because rules mean nothing to the robots. Also, I, I like the point. Uh, I like that Bart is basically pointing out why this is an incredibly stupid thing for Homer to do. And it almost feels like a fourth wall break, nudge, nudge the viewer. Hey, we get that this is stupid, but we're just going to reference it and it'll be even funnier than. This episode makes me very tired, Matt. So I don't, again, and now Bart's impressed that Homer didn't build a robot. Like, why? Because anyone can build a robot? No, that's yeah, right. not. I don't. All of it's dumb. There is nothing Homer... There's no course of action Homer that, that again, Homer has could have taken that would be a smart thing. All of it is really dumb. So, he's... Homer is pulled back out. He's getting destroyed by the Ed 209 bot, Frank bot. And it steps on him on the, 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 on the mailbox. Um, and Homer is squeezed out like a tube of toothpaste. And the robot stops trying to fight homer because it has the laws of robotics asimov's laws programmed into it which are explained by frank and then it makes homer a martini and gives turns into a chair the robot turns into a chair matt and gives him a drink it, it doesn't turn into a chair it it basically produces a chair out of part of its body okay well, regardless it does that um it's all really stupid. We get the ending of the episode, thankfully. Hey, what gives? He's not killing me. I'll tell you what gives. I'm afraid he is subject to Isaac Asimov's laws of robotics. With the sci-fi and the so many books, not too many good. My robot is programmed never to harm humans, you see, only to serve them. <laughs> He knows just how I like my martinis. Full of alcohol. Go, go, go! Now's your chance! <laughs> Bart, all that button ever did was send a mild electric shock up my backside. Why did you make it do that? Keep me focused. And the winner is nature's greatest killing machine, Ma'am! <laughs> Show me where in the rulebook it says that a human can't be a robot. Right here. Rule one. Well, then... Join us next week for more inconclusive action on Robot Rumble. I concur. Son, did you ever suspect it was me? Well, you did disappear a lot, but I've gone whole summers without seeing you. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty unreliable. I like you, son. I like you too, Dad. They like each other. Yay. <sighs> um, 
So, can I confirm with you, Matt, that Homer wins? Is it they give Homer the victory? I don't believe that's the actual ending because it says in the rule book that Homer cannot win. But yeah, they say I, I don't. I I just I get I'm just so tired of it. Um, I forgot to mention it here. I'll, I'm gonna throw this in here. The one time I really laughed in this episode uh, is earlier in that montage of Homer fighting robots. He he's fighting Chief Wiggum and Ralph's robot, and it is just a robot with a gun, and Homer takes the gun from it and shoots the. And it has a picture of Ralph as the face of the Wigan bot, and Homer just shoots it in the face with a gun. And the announcer says, "Well, if you wanted to see a post a mailbox shoot a child, this is your sh- this is a show for you." I laughed really loud at that. That's a, the one moment I laughed really loud. I just wanted to point that out. There was that laugh. Um, so that that that's our final scene of the, of the show, and like it feels like you know it ends with this very saccharine but not too saccharine moment where bart and and homer kind of have appreciation for each other and they say oh they don't say i love you they say i like you get it because we can't have i love you we want to be a little sardonic and cynical so we'll say yeah both the 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 people say i like you instead of i love you because it's not funny um which no i don't i don't think it is i don't think that's funny it didn't make me laugh and laughter is kind of laughter is not something you can actually control all the time. It's more, it's, you know, it's unconscious. If you think something's funny, you just laugh at it. Um, all right, Matt, you ready for my rant? Oh, sure. Why not? And it's something that came to me as I was watching this episode. And it's, it's held true for a lot of the, and it's something I think that is in, it is something that is about, you know, we, we talk a lot about the golden age of the, of the Simpsons. And we talk about the zombie Simpsons and the latter, 20 years of the show which are varying quality there's still some great episodes in there but there are few and far between most of them are like this frustrating and yet the show continues on and on and on and people talk about they describe a lot of things like what made the show bad what what changed between the golden years and not golden years and you and i have talked about them uh, and described various things to them there's a mm-hmm. lot of reasons i think i don't think there's one single reason i think some of it is just like they have not they they paid less attention to the writing. They spent less time on episodes and like good or for good or ill people went home earlier. Um, they worked less hours. That's part of it. There's a lot of other reasons, more reliance on over reliance on guest stars that aren't important and don't have real characters. Uh, a lot of other things, but it really came like it when I, we talk about cartoonishness a lot in episodes and the un, un like on very unrealistic things and this episode is just full of it it is just full of these robots that couldn't be real a show that doesn't even pretend to be a real show homer getting injured in ways that no human could withstand and like lisa and the cat plot where it just wraps up because a cat lady shows up and throws her an invincible cat like even that is ridiculous just things that could never ever happen to real people and there's a a half dozen of them happen in this one episode and there are cartoonish moments in the golden years of the simpsons there's lots of them there's tons of things that homer gets abuse that no human could withstand there's unreal like crazy flukes happen that that to make episodes work like it's not like the simpsons didn't do that before but most of the show is rooted in the mundane most of the show in the golden years is rooted 
in a real life family in their real boring life. And occasionally weird things will happen to them, but not so weird that you have to invoke invincibility or long lost substitutes. It just, it, it went in. It may. And the very fact that everything is rooted in the mundane makes those extraordinary things more believable because most you and me and everyone listening, all of us lead mostly mundane lives. We go to work, go to school, eat meals, you know, spend time with our friends and family, but play video games, watch movies, listen to music, whatever. Drive around, do th- do their do chores. It's mostly boring stuff, but there are moments of extraordinary things we do or 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 experience, and they stand out. We remember those things, and because and that's the that's the feeling you get when you watch those old Simpsons episodes, the Golden Years ones is you get the feeling that we're not watching like it doesn't mean that the mundane moments don't happen it's that we're just watching the extraordinary things we're watching the mo- we're watching that one day that Brad Goodman visits this visits Springfield or Lyle Landley we're watching the one time that Mr. Burns decided to build a crazy contraption that blocked out the sun or we're watching the one we're watching when the this Springfield has a soapbox soapbox derby championship, or when the one time that Bart Fluke wins a radio contest and gets an elephant, we're watching those those moments, those extraordinary moments that are surrounded by the mundane, and because the rest of the time it it manages to sink us down into what the Simpsons mundane life normally is. Those extraordinary moments feel like they could possibly happen. But there's not a single, like, they almost get there with the bike stuff at the beginning. That's as close as they get in this episode. That's true. If this episode had just been about Bart being embarrassed that Homer is not handy and the different ways that would happen, Homer trying to overcome that, that would have made more sense. That would have been totally okay. The fact that they involve robots and Homer, you know, taking insane amounts of punishment is, is not okay. Yeah, it, it when when instead of the 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 norm of the show is no longer become the mundane, the mundane has become the outlier. Like we spend the least amount of time with normal stuff, and we spend most of the time Homer receiving unbelievable amounts of punishment, getting literally shot, stabbed, hit with a like chopped in like his arm chopped in half with a saw blade and he just walks away from it when that when when if that was the exclamation point to the end like the very last scene where it's home it's revealed that homer has this ter- some terrible injury and he has to go straight to the hospital that is that is that where oh the rest of this episode has been that mundane and then suddenly boom exclamation point actually homer has gotten this terrible injury he needs to go to the hospital but Homer doesn't even go to the hospital in this episode. He just shrugs off everything. He just puts band-aids on stuff. And he's spo- and we're supposed to believe it's true. There, And it's not just this episode. It's kind of what we've lapsed into. Where, like, there's the family isn't mundane anymore. They're, they're not an every... They're not the everyman anymore. They're not the... the, the you know, the new... They're not the nuclear family anymore. They're... They are cartoon characters in every sense of the word. And the and those are opposite ideas, and 
it, it that's what I see when I when I watch this episode. Sure, could, could it be better written? Like, could it make more sense? Like, could they put, do more homework? Like, have if we're gonna have a television show, a fake television show rooted within the world, could it have real? If and it's a sporting event, could it have rules? Yeah, that would you could take the time and give that give Robot Rumble rules. You could give Lisa an actual arc. You know, where instead of having just a bunch of cats die, we just have actually Lisa, like, struggle with losing the first cat and not wanting a new animal, a new pet. You could, And you could do that by get, have Marge buy her, like, little tiny, like, give her a goldfish or something like that. Or a turtle or mouse. Yeah, something that's less stressful than the cat. Yeah, exactly. And like eventually and and Lisa could lose those or or not feel connected to them or or all she does does is see Snowball 2 in them so she gives them away. You know, there's a multitude of ways you could do it. But and so you could write you could you could tidy that up and you could tidy up the whole thing and it make it a better episode, I think. But it would not solve the problem of there's no mundane it's not there's nothing mundane about it. Like the the show can't is is so happily gets away from the mundane. There's a there's comments in the, in uh, the NoHomers.net forum. I'm spoiling a little bit, but there's comments about this feels more like a Futurama episode. It really does, yeah. And I agree, it does feel more like a Futurama episode. But the thing with Futurama is because that show is rooted in the fantastical, not the mundane. The 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 characters themselves. There's there because everyone but Fry is so used to the future and used to the crazy technology, and Fry's not. There, that's the fun. That's the the lot of the comedy is Fry reacting to these new situations because he's never seen them before. They're novel, but it's the future, and not, it's year three thousand. And Fry is one of us. We are in his shoes. Theoretically, I'm in Homer's and Bart's and Lisa's and Marge's shoes. In the, whenever I watch a Simpsons episode, but I can't empathize with these people. They're not human. I do want to add also, Matt, I do want to point it out. During the last battle with the robots, there's a shot of Maggie. that's in. She's in the robot for a second. I don't know if you caught that. I did not see that. Maggie's in the robot, very briefly. Uh, and I think they just did that for fun? I, I don't know. Like, I don't, am I not supposed to think take it seriously that Maggie shows up for a second? And I just think, oh, that's just a joke. I don't know. Uh, that's my rant. It wasn't that angry. It was mostly, I'm, yeah. most, I'm, I'm mostly calm now. Um, you have anything else to add? Nope. I think you had more than enough for both of us in this episode. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, hey, Matt. Robbie, is this episode broken? Obviously. No, you were right the first time with that quick fix idea. Let's see. Quick fix. Quick fix. Ah. So, let's fix this episode, Matt. Okay. What do we want this episode to be about? Robots or Bart being to, having issues with Homer's handiness. I think it's a robot. I think we have to. I I want it. I think that's the what this episode wants to be. I think it's largely Homer pretends to be a robot. Okay. So, so we have to build it around that conceit. Okay, it's a good start. So let's think. Why would Homer be a robot? Do we want Homer to be a fighting robot or to be a different kind of robot? I mean, I think you could still do. I think you still can do the fighting robot conceit. You just have to like one started earlier. Don't I don't like I don't know, like make it simpler. I, that's the thing. It's really hard. I think like making it about Homer not being being handy is pretty easy. 
Like, I don't know why on earth they thought, like, that's the problem is, like, when you make it, a, like, you, if you try and give Robot Rumble real rules, like the real BattleBots had, they're immediately going to rec- realize that Homer's in there. Like, there's no way, like, how do you make it so that Homer could effectively be a robot? Like, so you get to a point where maybe you don't make it a competition. Maybe you make it that Bart's just suddenly really interested in robotics. There you go. And he wants to build a robot with Homer. And I don't know. Like, that's it's hard. And like, I get it. Maybe just don't do that. idea. But I one, I don't we get throw away the Lisa cat stuff. I don't want to get that out of here. Uh, We don't want I don't want that in this episode. Get throw that in trash. I don't want any of that. Um, nope, none of that. Find another B plot. Yeah, like if I'm gonna have an a, if I'm gonna have Lisa lose a pet plot, that's gonna be a plot. That's gonna be your serious a plot, and then you get like a B plot that has a bunch of silly gags in it to kind of lighten the mood. Uh, it, that's also the weirdest thing is that like the a plot is this wacky Looney Tunes thing, and the B plot is just full of pet death. I'm like, why? <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> like when you think about it, like why on earth are they? Do they think this is like fun? Like, Lisa just, like, watching animals die over and over again? It's weird. Um, Bart interested in robotics. Maybe you just don't have Homer be a robot, Matt. I don't know. I'm struggling. Yeah, because, I, I mean, okay, if you have... Why would Homer want to be a robot? Show Bart that he's good at building things. Is that what we're going to go with? I guess? Like, I think that's the thing. Like, it'd have to be... Uh, I'm real like I'm trying to like do like theory craft in my head real qu- real fast like how could you could actually do it without having this stupid robot battling thing going on where Homer is fighting as a robot and you're like I don't like it, I can't think of a situation where Homer would have to pretend to be a robot like if he's building a robot with Bart he wouldn't pretend to be the robot unless okay here something Bart wants to there's a robot competition it's not to fight i know you're you lose the battle bots parody i guess but it's so thin that anyway who cares uh yeah. you just have a robot building competition it's just to make a robot that works that's it it's for school there's not a tv show it's just for school school they're having a simple robot building thing and you have all the other kids you smart kid like you have all those smart kids competing um except for lisa i don't know you, you get a contrived reason lisa's not competing um but you have all the other smart kids martin and database um and you could have some of the other kids like ralph you could have still have ralph in there ralph's fun you have ralph but a, a bad robot uh that's just like a grapefruit with his face on it or something uh he doesn't actually build a robot that's fun um and bart builds a robot but it doesn't work no matter what bart does it fails or it fails at last second Ooh, or it, i like this yeah it, or it's not working and Bart's really upset and sad, and, you know, Homer's watching this, and he wants to help. And maybe earlier, early in the episode, Homer tries to help, fails, and only makes it worse. And so he feels kind of hurt that he's not, he's not, couldn't help, and he wants to help. But, and then he sees Bart struggling, and then, and it's like, we're Robbie, getting, what? I, I hate to tell you this, but you, you're just, just making the soapbox derby episode. <laughs> I mean, I know, I understand, <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. Like, just do it again. Like, put a new skin on it. That's the problem, Matt. How many? We're, this is episode over three hundred episodes of The Simpsons, all right, and we're not even halfway there, all right. At a certain point, you're just reskinning old episodes. That's fine. If at a certain point you have to, 
There's just nothing else to do if you wanted to share it in a room. Like, when they don't do that, Matt, this is what we get, okay? We get Homer getting salt, his arm salt in half by a robot. He getting shot. Uh-huh. That's what happens, all right? We're getting cats just murdered for no reason. That's what happens when the Simpsons like, no, we need to do something new and novel. Homer gets yeah. shot with a robot. Okay, okay. No, let's get crazy. Um, but he Homer jumps in at the last second and pretends to be the robot for Bart to not be upset. And then he wins the competition, but Bart realizes that it I was actually Homer in there. And then they move on to like the the or or Bart doesn't realize yet, and they move on to like a state level competition or something, or or they go up the ranks, and that is the struggle is Homer trying to hide the fact that that is the thing. It's more believable because he's not getting his like arm sawed in half, and then Bart does realize it. Uh, they have the same moment where Homer's like, "I just wanted to make you happy. I'm sorry," and Bart probably admit maybe and Bart admits to you know. Or they admit to the competition that it's not actually a robot, that Homer's in there, you know. Or And, and there could be some scenes where they, they come up with increasingly contrived reasons to trick different judges. I don't know. But that feels like, yes, it, the problem is, Matt, it is just Saturdays of Thunder. That's just Soapbox Derby again. Um, but that's fine. I don't have a problem with them copy, like doing ideas again with different themes, different skins, so to speak. Like, I mean, that's, they did that in the golden years. They repeated ideas in the golden years. They're just good episodes, so I didn't care. No one cared. That's true. How many episodes were there when where Burns was a cartoonish villain? Uh, all of them. There's a lot of them. Whatever. That's all I can do, Matt. I don't know. I, I frankly, don't make an episode where Homer's a robot. I don't know what to do. We're, we're, that's really my answer, but I feel like we are. I think it is in the spirit that we do what the show wanted it to do. I think not just say not uh glass the planet so to speak not nuke it from orbit well yeah. which is what i would do for most of these episodes i would just go yeah. like i don't know effectively that's what we're doing later when we shoot them out of a cannon out of the cannon. that is true shoot them out of the cannon you ready to move on now let's move on i'm tired of talking about this let's go to our next segment. it's time for comments of the news group okay here we are alt.nerd.obsessive Comments and news group is where I look through the NoHarmers.net forum, see what people thought about the episode, see how they reviewed it. Guess what, Matt? What do you think? What do you think? What do you think was the consensus? Without I looking. They loved it. You're right. They did. Uh, very, pop very popular. Um, 35, almost 35%, 5 out of 5. And then an additional 31%, 4 out of 5. So that's like, it's almost over 65% thought this was a good to great episode. Okay, some reviews. I think I've ended up saying this every other week, but I, Dobot, was better than I expected. From the description, I thought it would be a wacky Homer escapade. Um, okay. However, it was more than that. It had a great emotional undertone with the Homer and Bart relationship. Sure, it has been dealt with better in the past, but it stopped me from enjoying this episode. Homer battling robots was actually pretty amusing as well. Lisa, Snowball 2, subplot also played out much better than I predicted. I love Marge's joke about God being a bully. Taking as a whole, I'd have to give I, Dobot, an A- minus or B- plus after my first viewing. Next review. I can't believe I'm saying this because I had such low expectations for this one, but I loved it. Animation was jaw-droppingly amazing. Probably the best Simpsons episode in terms of animation so far. There were plenty of laughs and the story actually worked. Uh, the subplot with Snowball 2 was a little iffy for me, but the joke of Skinner at the end was hilarious. The characterization was also very good. A- or 4 out of 5. Uh, finally, 
Um, I honestly don't know how people are finding such redeeming qualities in this episode for me, and maybe I was just wasn't in an open mood. I wasn't even grinning. Couldn't get past things like needles sticking in Homer's forehead, him screaming, crazy cat ladies, blood coming out of Homer's arms, possibly the worst meta reference ever, and plain old bad humor. Like the fact they're trying to have A B plots, and they were even executed reasonably, but they both had very few redeeming qualities. The directing was decent, but it was definitely a Futurama episode and not The Simpsons. I agree. Not really The Simpsons. Nope. Uh next up. Our next segment. It's time. We can move on to the listener question of the week. Let's try one more number. Yellow? KBBL is going to give me something stupid. Well, hot dog, we have a wiener. Yellow? Let's do Christian Week this week. Is What is your favorite Marge quote? Tons of great answers. Uh, thanks, everyone, who took the time to answer. Uh, first from Alex. Mom, I feel kind of funny wearing white. I mean, Millhouse. <laughs> oh, Millhouse doesn't count. So true. Yeah, you don't count Millhouse. Uh, from Lauren, the only thing I am high on is love. Love for my son and daughters. Yes, a little LSD is all I need. Uh, from Andy, Bart, company's coming in. Go put doilies under the coasters. Hurry, hurry. Uh, from Benjamin, uh, why don't you take this potato? It's pretty big. Mom, you're always trying to give me potatoes. What is it with you? I just think they're neat. And I'm going to emphasize this, Matt. Many, many people picked the I just think they're neat quote. I mean, that is a quintessential Marge for sure. Including our own Andrew Bloom, who gave us the meta answer of what do I like about Marge quotes? Oh, I just think they're neat. So, yes, guys, I the, you're, yeah. I, I do also appreciate the I just think they're neat quote. It's a good quote. It's a good meme. I, I'm, I'm a fan of the meme itself. Uh, from Pete at Pete Woodcock, how about we play the? How about we play the basketball? I'm no Harvey Globetrotter, but Harvey Globetrotter. And from uh, in line uh, from Caroline at Karolinski, here comes the shock attack. <laughs> Ow! Oh, it makes me laugh so much. Uh, from Tony at Hossie Hossie Rivers, I've been so bored since we moved here. I found myself drinking a glass of wine every day. I know doctors say you should drink a glass and a half, but I just can't drink that much. Perfect March quote. It's a pretty good. It's a very good March quote. It's a very good character. Mm-hmm. It's a very good character quote from uh, John at Johnny Two Tone. I really identify with the need to check my tone of voice. Hmm. Maybe if I use my least nagging tone of vi- least nagging tone of voice. Homer. Hmm. Homer. Homer. That's it. That's the one. Cinnamon. Homer. <laughs> Homer. That's uh, that's really good. Uh, Jenny at Hippie Two Hundred. Oh, look at me. I'm making people happy. I'm the magical man from Happy Land in a gumdrop house on Lollipop Lane. By the way, I was being sarcastic. Well, well duh. duh. Uh, from Gregory, I don't know what you have planned, but count me out. <laughs> uh, from AR at Yes, It's Aaron. I'll show them it's just a kid. Bart, it's your bedtime. I laid out your jammy jams. Uh, from Ion Simpsons at Ion Simpsons. When I first met your father, he was loud, crude, and piggish. But I worked hard on him, and now he's a whole new person. Mom? He's a whole new person, Lisa. Oh, I know. <laughs> uh, from James at James underscore Warwick. From Pittsburgh the Popper. Uh, how would you feel if you suddenly found out Ned Flanders was an imposter? Who's Ned Flanders? My next door neighbor. Really religious guy? Oh, you mean Reverend Lovejoy? No, I don't. 
Uh, it's not so much a proper quote from Marge, but the delivery from Julie Kavner of No, I Don't makes me crap up every single time. Uh, from Nick at Big Shadow 1138. Well, if loving my kids is lame, then I guess I'm just a big lame. Mom, it's lame to be proud of being lame. Uh, from Spike at Your Apocalypse. Tricky because Marge is usually a foil, but I do like You Went Into the Attic. I'm very disappointed and terrified. Uh, from Jakes at JM Jakes. I made you some homemade Pepsi for the dance. It's a little thick, but the price is right. I love Marge so much. Uh, Spillane at Spillane T. Postray. Poster, post, brush, brush. I mispronounce things. Your Uncle Arthur used to have a saying, shoot them all and let God sort it out. Unfortunately, one day he put his theory into practice. It took 75 federal marshals to bring him down. Now let's never speak of him again. Alongside, honey, you should listen to your heart and not the voices in your head like a certain uncle did one gray December morn. <laughs> uh, from M at Squid? squid? At Squid? Not, that's not spelled squid, but squid. That's my guess. Or SC, what would you do? I don't know. I Again, Twitter handles. Uh, quote, just because you're a lesbian doesn't mean you're less of a being. Means a lot to me, even as oh, a... Oh, snap. <laughs> means a lot to me, even as a non-lesbian queer person. Uh, and finally, from Stowe, at Stowe, WTG. Oh, knock it off, Homer. You're the fattest one in the car. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it makes me laugh. Uh, uh, what's your answer? Uh, my answer is actually, uh, I'm just get the episode name right, since I'm so bad at names. Uh, it's from Homer Defined, uh, when Milhouse and uh, Bart were being kept apart by uh, Luann Van Houten. And uh, it's basically Bart's whole monologue. We met in the emergency room when the boys drank paint. Uh, and she said, uh, Luann says, oh, I think it'd be better if uh, Milhouse didn't see your son. And Marge says, look, I know Bart can be a handful, but I also know what he's like inside. He's got a spark. It's not a bad thing. It just makes him do bad things. And this whole scene is my Marge quote because it's so wonderful because it shows how Marge views the world and how she doesn't believe that most people can be bad. They just have bad actions and she just believes in everybody in a way that the world needs. The world – everyone needs someone to believe in them like this because it can push them in the right direction, especially Bart. That's a very sweet answer, Matt. And it's very – well, very well said. And why Marge is one of uh, one of one of our favorite characters. Why she's a great character. But my answer is simply: here comes the shack attack. <laughs> it just makes me laugh yep. so hard yep. Yep. every time I hear Marge just referencing. I don't know. Here comes the shack attack. Because I I do believe that if Marge knew like about one basketball player, Shaq is Shack is absolutely the one she knows about. Uh, next week's question: What's your favorite Bart quote? We're doing all the heavy hitting. Get him out of the way. They're all the main characters. Oh, yeah. uh, and I'll post this question on our Twitter at SimpsonShowPod. You can email us at SimpsonShowPod at gmail.com. And uh, I will post this question on our Patreon. Patreon Patreon.com slash The Simpson Show. Uh, it's a public post, so anyone can see it. Um, we can move on to our next segment. It is time for the new Google Trivia Challenge. I am too smart. I am too smart. S-M-R-T. I mean, S-M-A-R-R-T. The No Go Go Trivia Challenge. Which Matt and I each challenge each other with three, tri- three trivia questions. Not three trivia questions, but three trivia questions. One easy, one medium, one hard, and try and stump the other. Um, Matt and I are tied. 18 to 18. After eight episodes? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Yep, this is episode nine. I, Dobot. Give me... Actually, I'm going to start us off, Matt. Are you ready for an easy question? 
I suppose I can be. All right, your easy question. These are all from Lisa's pony. I'm gonna, there we go. Okay, your easy question. What does Lisa name her pony in Lisa's pony? Princess? <laughs> yes, that is correct. Mom. Okay. I don't know why my brain was just like, nah, nah, we're not going to come up with that one. There's too many things. Or is there a horse named Cinnamon or something? I don't remember. Too many horses. There are, Lisa was a, was a horse girl for a while. That's true. She was in the early days. I think that kind of went away after a while. Yeah, also true. So, all of your questions today are from Brother from the Same Planet. So we'll start with the easy question. What is the name of Bart's big brother? Tom. You are correct. I, that, I only remember that because he's a fighter pilot. Yeah. That's the only reason. Your medium question, Matt. How much does the pony, how much does, how much does Princess cost a month in upkeep? Oh, um, hmm. this is how much love costs a month. Homer Simpson, these are standard stable fees. Ah, this is the medium question, huh? Mm -hmm. I might, I might, I might, I might regret my, I might have regretted not swapping the medium and the hard. I often do that, but we'll see. Do they say this number? Um, I don't know. I don't think so. Okay, that's probably why I remember it. I'm gonna say like five hundred dollars a month. It's five hundred and thirty dollars a month. Oh, dang it! All right, which. Isn't actually, the, I guess in 1990s, like two money, that's a lot. That's a lot of money, but, but horses are very expensive. Yeah, horses are, let's, like, just go buy a boat. It's even like, okay. What's my medium question, man? Your medium question. What theme park do Tom, Bart, Homer, and Pepe go to for Bigger Brothers Day? <laughs> um, Matt, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't remember them going to a theme park at all. I don't remember that. Um, I'm sure. I know. I believe that they did. I don't remember them doing it. Uh, it's not Duff Gardens. I can rule that out. It's not Itchy and Scratchy Land. Uh, because uh, I, I'm going to say it is a uh, Disney type. I know they go to like, they fight on a pier at is that oh it's like a sea world is that the theme park okay uh it's like an aquarium you know they go to an aquarium don't they at the end is that are you is that what, is that what you're talking about are you going to confirm or deny yes, this it is okay okay i didn't i didn't know if that's a theme park technically are there rides do they go on rides i have no idea it's called a theme park in okay um, sure i mean sea world's technically a theme park so i guess yeah, sure um i don't think it's sea world it's something like SeaWorld. Um, Ocean Land. You are really close. It's Marine World. Marine World! Oh! Okay. Marine World. I really like SeaWorld. As someone who grew up in Central Florida and had access to all the parks at all the time, whenever I went to SeaWorld, I felt like I was being cheated. It just felt like an aquarium. I mean, which is fine, but it's not a theme park. Let me go to... Let I mean, me go it, right roller coasters. Now they have a lot of roller coasters and crap now so it's changed quite a bit see that's the but that's the weird that's a weird feeling that i get when i'm like i know there's a lot more rides there but now i go like oh those poor animals i can't like they're now they're not the focus anymore true i mean they used to have a show just filled with uh trained cats and dogs and pigs and skunks and it's not there anymore it makes me sad wait i did did i see a show like that with you i don't think so I was at a place and they had a show like that 
with a bunch of like animals. I mean, they have a, one of those uh, uh, a lot. I know. All the places I, have. I know. It could have literally been anywhere on Earth, and I could have just saw one with people. I don't remember. Okay, your hard question, Matt. Get over this. I'm just talking. Just rambling on about garbage. Your hard question. Where does Homer buy Lisa's pony? Where did the name of the farm is what I'm looking for. Oh, I have no clue. I'm not even going to waste your time. No idea. Because Mo does actually say this. Does he? Oh, crap. Mo actually says this out loud, which is why I thought you might Mo just. Mo says it? I believe Mo says it, yeah. What's it called? <laughs> it is Bony Farm out on Route 401. Oh, yeah. Mo says some of those cheap ponies on Route 401. He doesn't say Bony Farm, but he says. Uh, you can get cheap ponies, something like that. I just look at Frinkiac. It said Bony Farm, so I don't know. Um, I trust Frinkiac, generally. All right. Um, what's did I? I haven't answered a hard question yet, have I? What's my hard question? You have not. All right, your hard question. I mean, I haven't gotten a hard question wrong yet. There, I'll be more specific. <laughs> okay, what words rhyme with Corey according to the Corey Hotline? Oh no! Aren't there like a like fifteen of them or something? There are four. Really? Only four? That's all I could find on Frankiac. Okay. All right. Well, I, like I said, I trust Frankiac. Um, story, glory. I feel like I feel like there's a, one word that's a stretch. Like that's not a real word. And then also, I think the one the the fourth word is Corey. So, uh, story, glory, something in in Corey. The third is Montessori. What are the answers? What do I got? You're you're actually really close. Uh, story, glory, uh, I believe it is uh, allegory and Montessori. Al- allegory. He doesn't say Corey, though. No, he does not say Corey at uh, all. It feels like that's a good joke. If they use the word Corey as a rhyming word for Corey. Oh, yeah. No, no, it's Corey without the E or with the E, depending on whatever. Corey. You know what's a good movie with the Coreys? What's that? Lost Boys. Lost Boys is a good movie. It's a great movie. They fight vampires. Okay, it's a good movie. I don't know if it's a great movie. It's a good movie. It has great moments. There's great moments in The Lost Boys. I- I'm all for teenage, like, young teens killing vampires. Like, it's the same reason I like Monster Squad. It's just, like, young kids, like, fighting monsters. It's always cool. Here, I'm going to say it. On the record. All right, Matt. We can move on. We're, we're, hey, we're still tied. 1919. Uh, we, surprise, surprise. Yeah. Um, where's my, I need my sounds. Okay, we can move on to our final segment. The segment we end every single episode with. It's time for Best Episode Ever. Best Episode Ever. Best Episode Ever is the part of the show where Matt and I rank the episodes categorically by watching them chronologically, eventually compiling a list of every episode ever. And how good they are. Uh, I feel like I was higher on this episode before we talked about it. And now I hate it and want it to be erased from the earth. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um, this is bad, but it's not actively offensive. Uh, okay, versus last week's episode. Marge versus single seniors, childless couples, and teens and gays. It's better than better. that. It's better. It's better than, better than that. that. Okay, I would agree. There is a core of something halfway decent here. Um, okay, our season one episode, uh, our worst episode for a very long time, Homer's Odyssey. I think, ugh, ugh, Matt, um, I think it's better than Homer's Odyssey. I think it is. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think I, I there is like there is a core of sentimentality here that I can appreciate that actually like the Homer Bart stuff like Homer is like I think that's the one thing that carries it. And I, I think I kind of get over it gets glossed over because it's so nonsensical. It's so stupid. But there is a core of Homer wanting to do the right thing for Bart, you know, despite it not really making any sense. He does like it's not like the worst of the worst where Homer is unlikable and terrible. He is, you know, Homer is likable in this thing. It is not like a real person, but I do like like him trying to, you know, have make Bart like him. Um, Let's see. There, there's Tis the 15th season we just did, which has a lot of the same problems. I will say that I would still think this is better than that. Homer doesn't chloroform any babies in idobot um there is simpsons bible stories i feel the same way is this is what is is this better than simpsons bible stories um honestly i enjoyed simpsons bible stories a little more not a lot more but enough that i'm just like okay i would rather watch that over this just because it's interesting and there's some uh there's some variety yeah there's variety I think this episode might still be funnier than the than Simpsons Bible stories, though, Matt. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I think I'm thinking of Simpsons Hall Tales. Bible stories is pretty rough. It's just. It's just very kind of by the numbers. It's very much like, oh, now it's the Bible. Here's we threw some Bible stuff together. Here's Bible stuff. And you're like, okay, where's the jokes? No jokes there. Okay. Um. <coughs> I would I would say it ekes out over Simpsons Bible stories. It's just like my gut. Um, a Star is Born Again is above that. I think this is actually, this is better than a Simpsons than the Star is Born Again too, because that's weird. Okay, Ned, okay. Ned sex stuff yeah. that really makes me uncomfortable. Yeah, exactly. There's Blunder Years, Bart to the Future, Hunka Hunka Burns in Love. I the Blunder Years. Hmm. This is where it belongs, I think, in here somewhere. Um, a lot of flawed episodes in here that are, like, big big problems, but, like, they have enter- they're entertaining to varying degrees. They're just, like, also, like, there's Take My Wife Sleaze is in here, too, where, like, Take My Wife Sleaze is entertaining. Oof, it just makes yeah. zero sense. It's just, it's, Take My Wife Sleaze is honestly very similar to this episode where it's, like... It really is, because it, it's got some funny jokes in it. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Yeah, there's fun, funny jokes, but it makes no sense. It's just full of cartoon nonsense. Um, Tunk Uncle Burns in Love, Bart to the Future. Oh, man, this is tough. Um, I might instinct to say that it's below all these, that it's like above A Star is Born Again, but below the Blunder Years. Like, I feel like the Blunder Years has more charm, and there's the Skinner stuff is more entertaining. Like, is, there's something there. I don't know. It's just I get I really get caught up in the cartoonishness. It really starts to to grind my gears. Is that okay with you, Matt? Right above. That's fine with me. Okay. We're putting that's a new two fifty. I annoyed I Jobot. I don't know why they don't just do they they have they're so think they're so funny. But the I'm not I annoyed grunt bot. Okay. Um important question. Matt, we must ask the question, does this get shot out of the cannon? The cannon! The cannon! The 
The can! The cannon! Yeah, no, this doesn't belong in the canon because we have this episode in the Soapbox Derby episode and we don't need a bunch of dead cats. So, no, there's no reason. <laughs> yeah, there's... It, it's not like... Yeah, like, when you're looking back, that's what I really think about it. It's like, like what's important to a canon? The canon in any art form. And it's like, well, if you look back, is it important? Does it say something of value? Even at, like, minuscule value of something, some substance where you can go, oh, that's important, we should keep it. Does it say anything about The Simpsons or Homer or Bart that isn't said elsewhere and is valuable that we should keep it around? And no, it's a muddled mess. Like, it doesn't say there's, like, there is some sentimentality going on here, which I think earns it a little bit of slack in why it's probably ranked as high it is because it is has there's some laughs in there here and there like spot stuff that really isn't associated with the plot but it's so it's so nonsensical like i i can't really give the sentimentality any credit because like you said saturdays of thunder does this a thousand times better maybe not a thousand times but much better so we can just look to that and it just tells the same story so shout out the cannon part of the cannon boom no it's not part of the cannon goodbye forever annoyed grunt bot do I do, but now, Matt, we go to the top, back to the top of the the, the top of the charts. Um, number eight. Now we're working our way back down through the show. Homer's phobia is our number eight. Is it part of the canon? Absolutely. One hundred percent. Without a doubt. It is a wonderful Homer episode where Homer, it doesn't stick, but Homer learns to at least appreciate people's differences. I mean, the degree of anything sticking is going to be you know tentative on a show like the simpsons um but within the show within that episode it has not just lessons about like humility and and learning and getting over prejudice and and overcoming it but like really just interesting like study on masculinity and how homer like a prototypical male views it it's like that's interesting to me uh, and john waters is is fantastic john waters is great as as himself functionally uh, also some really good laughs from you know, this was just hilarious like oh there's so much so much t- so much good in it um also i don't think it's a mistake that like of our top ten, one, two, three, four, five, six are from season eight, and then three more from season seven. So nine out of ten of the nine of the top ten are from season seven and eight. I think we have our favorites, Matt. Our favorite yeah. seasons. Those are it's pretty easy to peg us about what we like. Um so at Homer's probably absolutely part of the canon. Our next episode, Matt, next week is Diatribe of a Mad Housewife. Oh, this is the uh, the whaling one, right? The harpooned heart, and Homer bu- b- has is Homer buys an ambulance. Oh yeah, that one. Oh god. And Thomas Pinchon has a cameo. <coughs> I don't remember this episode very much. Uh, it's probably terrible. This is my guess. So if if it turns out to be good, then I will. I should just have low expectations. That's the actual true test. Right? I should just like set my stakes low, and you know. When the good happens, I'll be surprised. Um, you can find this list at our website. Uh, hopefully, we'll have it up this week. I'll be able to fix it because uh, it's all it's all borked up. I gotta fix it. Uh, I'll, I'll I, I, I'm gonna do my best to get it done. Appreciate everyone who's patient with me. My laziness. Uh, on our website is thesimpsonshow.com. Links to this this list. A link to our Twitter, to our RSS feed, link to our Patreon. If you want to help out the show, help us pay for a couple bucks. Help us. 
help us pay a couple bucks and get access to a bunch of bonus podcasts. We really would appreciate you. Um, that's going to wrap us up. You can find me online on Twitter at Robbie Dorman. And my website is RobbieDorman.com, which includes links to all my other podcasts and links to purchase my horror novels. Uh, I don't have a good little elevator pitch for my newest novel, but I'm, you're going to hear probably like a minute long clip before all our show that's trying to sell you on it. So I'm not going to repeat it here, but we're on Halloween coming out in a few weeks. So I really appreciate it. If you go pre-order that, uh, you'd be my best friend forever. Matt does not participate in social media. You will not find him. Uh, that's true. However, due to my ongoing research into viruses, I have decided the easiest way to contact me is through viral RNA. So all you have to do is slap together your own virus, uh, or honestly, at this point, uh, any form of RNA uh, that can survive out in the wild. But your virus is probably your best buy. And just go ahead and release it into the world, and I'll just sample everything I come across. And eventually, the message will get to me as long as it only needs four letters. I'm, it's too late, man. I don't know what you're saying. I'm Robbie. And I'm Matt. And keep watching The Simpsons. Shh.